0: This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page Homeschool Curriculum, How Children Want to Learn. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com.
1: Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast, episode number 49. In this episode, the moms chat about recent field trips and share their classic culturally sensitive Thanksgiving topic from 2012, just in time for the upcoming holiday. <laughs> Mom, where's my mom, 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 Honey, mom, where's my glasses? Can I have a drink? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Mom. Where are my Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? Mom. I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're the Savvy
0: homeschool Moms. So Tina, what's the time code this week Just get to the end of our chit-chat? 35 minutes, 25 seconds. Hey, so Tina, what have you been doing for the last, oh, I don't know, month or so?
1: (laughs) Well, let's see. Um, As usual, Maven is exploding with creativity left and right, so that hasn't changed. Although, I I swear she's actually picked it up a pace uh, lately, probably because of all of the holidays and everything, and now she's making homemade gifts and stuff. So that's crazy. She's got projects going on left and right. And while Maven's exploding in her art uh is exploding with his music he's singing and playing he's got a drum set here that we rent from his drum class um but this last week he took home a glockenspiel which is basically like a small xylophone metal key xylophone um so he could practice his songs for his music class his kid community music class and so he's been playing that left and right he picked out do Adir, Do Re Mi um, oh, yeah, yeah. On, the, on the glockenspiel and figured it out. And there was one part he wasn't clear on because he really doesn't know the song that well. Bad mama, I haven't played this on a Music soundtrack for him in a while, apparently. <laughs> I just assume he knows the song and then I'm like, no, that's not how the words go. Here's how it goes. Oh my god, I have to introduce him to the song again. <laughs> how can he not know Do Re Mi? <laughs> so, um, anyway, and, uh, and he, so he's been having lots of fun with that and that's kind of cool hearing him playing music all the time but then you hear Maven going enough! <laughs> right, right. You have that same problem here. <laughs> Can you stop now? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, don't stop him but if he's you know, drums. If you're in the middle of doing something else, and Glockenspiel take it to the other room, it's not quite as loud. But <laughs> right. it's not like he can carry his drums around. To get yeah. <laughs> oh, he does has he has bongos he got for his birthday, so he can do that too, which can be quite annoying when you're in the middle of trying to do something. <laughs> you, <laughs> you are seriously a stronger woman than I. <laughs> There's
0: no way I would go insane.
1: But he he really doesn't do it that much, and there are times when it irritates me, and I tell him to stop or go in the other room. But um, I try not to because I want to encourage him to actually keep practicing and stuff because he really enjoys it. And just this last week, both of his teachers were talking to me about how gifted he is in music. And stuff. So I really want to um, encourage it and keep it going. But um, yeah, it can be it can be irritating sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, right around the last recording, um, everything in our lives went basically out of whack because that was when we started planning for our Halloween costumes. Holy cow! (laughs) Maven was a Minecraft character, so it literally took her two weeks. Actually, I think she was even working on it like on paper without the cardboard yet, like even before that. Um, Designing and making, because it had to be mostly, because it's impossible to be, absolutely Um, perfect. Um, Screen accurate. Yeah. Um, So it was, but it's pretty darn close. And um, so she, you know, it was math and, you know, the science of putting this stuff together. So I'm like, this is her homeschooling for two weeks. (laughs) She was putting this thing together. Oh my goodness. It's awesome. I will definitely post pictures of it on at least one picture of it on our show notes because it turned out fabulous then of course it rained yeah <laughs> and cardboard suits that are covered in paper that are printed um <laughs> don't do well in the rain so it rained on halloween so um the last 20 minutes or so was what did it in i think um the cardboard's fine but the all of the because i printed she wanted the texture to actually be accurate so we had to actually print adam actually photoshopped the texture to make it so it wasn't because when i blew it up it was all blurry i'm like you need to do this because I, I don't have time to figure this out you're good at photoshop you do it so he blew them up and we cut them out we printed them up and cut them out and T- and glued them down, and uh, yeah, that all smeared <laughs> in the rain. But she made it almost the whole night <laughs> before it got ruined. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that was holy cow. That took up so much time. But she was so proud of herself, and everybody was very impressed. So that was fun. And Tyrion's costume—he was a he was a um, Viking, and that was really fun because I just threw it together, and it looked fabulous. So yes. not, <laughs> easiest... not screen accurate, but fabulous. No, right? It was like. You know, the easiest and cheapest costume I've done for him in a long time. Because like, <laughs> he already had the helmet and the sword and he had a knight's shield. So we just used that. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I just had to get him some fake fur and tie it around his waist, you know. Anyway, I'll put pictures of that too. That one turned out really, really good. So um, let's see. So um, so Halloween took a our time for a few weeks and then let's see what else did we do then we had a field trip to the civil war reenactment that was really super fun and educational and actually one of the um the people that presented actually a couple of the people that presented this year actually really interested me and maven we did we went to the harriet Tubman. um what do you call it, like, talk? I guess it's yeah, like a talk. It's a talk. Yeah, I a talk, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you remember last year. Was it last year or the year before when you guys went with us? And we saw Last boring. Last year. Thing? Oh, my God, Lincoln was so boring. I was, like, dozing off. <laughs> <laughs> and really not on topic, either. He wasn't very... He was going off on religious tangents and stuff. But he looked really good. He looked he, really good, yes. He was screen accurate. He was screen accurate, but he was not authentic in the way he talked because I don't think that Lincoln would have gone on the way he did. Although uh, no, Lincoln <laughs> was known to be an amazing speaker. So. Yeah, yeah, this guy was not. Um, but anyway, so I was like, oh, let's see if the Harry Tubman one sounded interesting. And we went to that and, oh, my gosh. Harriet Tubman herself was actually the least of the three ladies that talked. Um, she actually wasn't as good, but the other two ladies, it was all um, women who were dressed as um, period, authentic slave women that were important of that day, and, uh, and the talks that they gave were fabulous. Oh my gosh. It was really, I was just riveted the whole time. And then Harriet Tubman let us sing along. <laughs> like a spiritual sing-along because um, they sing those, you know I forget what song it was, but it was a song it was a song that I, I grew up singing at Christmas time because the Kingston Trio said, oh, the last month of the year, that song um, I don't know, you probably don't know it but yeah. <laughs> the Kingston Trio sang it on the Christmas album that I grew up listening to so I had to go up to Harriet Tubman afterwards and go I already knew that song because it was on the Kingston Trio CD <laughs> that I grew up listening to every Christmas she's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I just had to show that with her. But anyway, it was really fun. And the kids really got into it. And they took notes in their, in their notebook. And we were... Wait, you guys didn't make it to that one, huh?
0: No, I, I actually had Saren. And we were supposed to all come. She spent the night. We were supposed to all come. And I woke up that morning with a migraine. Which That's right. Because yeah. one of my friends, who I haven't seen since high school, was there because her um, Civil War reenactment group is like a sister group to the Fresno one. And she came down and was doing oh, huh. uh, tintypes like the tin type photography? Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I was like all excited because I was going to get to see her. I haven't seen her, in, I'm not going to say how long it's been since I graduated, but a really <laughs> long time. And I was so excited, and then I woke up with like a migraine, which sucks because like right. I only had like a few migraines since I started on the new medicine. And of course, it had to be the day of the Civil War. Me, of course, <laughs> of
1: course, yeah. I, I thought I was trying to remember because we went to, on so many different things. I'm trying to remember which ones you were at, which ones you weren't. <laughs> think you were at that one. I'm like, I, but I remember you being at a Civil War, but that was last year. <laughs> yeah, that was last year. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was a bummer that you guys weren't able to make it um and there was a pretty good turnout from our from our homeschool charter that that went on that and it was it was really, really good time and i was impressed because maven took really good notes and then awesome. she wrote up a big ol' long thing in her in her learning journal afterwards i was very impressed she did a really good job and she she's really enjoyed it so that was awesome and drew pictures of brooms he really liked the broom maker that same broom maker we actually stopped on on our way to go to our first um, talk and listen to him for a little bit, even though he was technically not part of our schedule. Uh, and yeah. Turin was most impressed with the broom maker. And the, um, the um, why am I forgetting the name of the guy who does with the metal? Blacksmith. Blacksmith, thank you. I, I have a really hard time sometimes remembering certain words. Yeah. <laughs> blacksmith, yes, he really liked the blacksmith as well and he drew pictures of that but after that he was like we went to the we got to see that both sides we got to talk to this the the soldiers on both sides um that was part of our talk um and it was really interesting and there was horses and yeah it was really cool and this is supposed to be like the biggest civil war reenactment west of the mississippi i believe in the whole awesome. u.s west of the mississippi that's pretty impressive i think so it's a really big deal out here i'll put the link in the show notes for that because um that's a really big deal out here. If you're anywhere near the central Valley, it's worth traveling out for they They do a really impressive show. Uh, let's see. Well, then we also went to the forest, underground gardens. And I remember you were there for that one. Yes, <laughs> That was fun. Link in the show notes for that too. Cause the underground gardens are fabulous. It's a big, um, big thing out here. And a friend of mine friend of ours, cause she's our your friend too, is uh married to one of the ancestors, their forest chairs. And, um, so we got to see her yay Yay. (laughs) because she got to come out and say hi to us um but her her husband's family owns the the underground gardens and it's very impressive um so and the kids actually did a little write-up on that after we went to that as well i was pretty impressed they haven't really been fighting me on that stuff i was (laughs) like holy cow yay (laughs) Let's see, what else? Oh, lots of stress because our hot water heater died. That was fun couple weeks without... Um, well, it wasn't that we weren't without hot water. We had hot water. It was just the pilot light wouldn't stay lit, so I had to keep manually lighting it whenever I wanted hot water oh, goodness! and plan ahead. Luckily, it kept the water hot for quite a while but um I still had to keep going and lighting it to make sure it would heat up the next batch as I was using it up so yeah that was a pain and then of course when we finally got one put in it cost an arm and a leg and a foot at least (laughs) (laughs) a lot so there went all of our Christmas bonus money but um let's see and the Kearney Renaissance Fair went to that as well that was a lot of fun and you guys came to that too didn't you yeah, you did. Um, Remind- yes, yes, we yes, We're there. <laughs> like, everything's a blur right now. <sighs> that was fun. We went to the Kearney Renaissance Fair, which is another big Renaissance Fair that they do out here. We went to the Hanford one last month, and we went to the Kearney one this month. And um, that was really cool. Went with friends. That was a field trip for our homeschool charter also. So we got lots of friends that were there for that. Uh, loving the cooler weather, finally! Yes, it took forever to for fall to get here. And then it, like, came with a vengeance yeah yeah and we've had we've even had rain a couple times which is not really that common for november so um usually we don't get the rain until the new year but we'll get a little bit here and there but um but yeah we've had a couple of days of rain which has been nice not enough we haven't haven't i could have done without the halloween rain but yeah (laughs) it's like can't you just wait and then of course it rains when we're doing our music show at school (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like really i really uh because adam came out to shoot the the show last week, and um, and it rains just when we go set everything up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's out there with his camera and videotaping it, and I had to hold an umbrella over him, and of course the rain came down kind of hard at that point, so really all you're going to probably hear is the rain, Yeah, <laughs> the audio, because he didn't have it, it wasn't, you know, it was just outside, so it wasn't like he had his professional audio things set up with microphones and stuff, so it's just not gonna sound very good. But they looked cute as a button. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so let's see. Maven's birthday. She's fourteen now. Holy cow. <laughs> not only I've I've now had a teenager for over a year. That's bizarre to me. Um, she's 14 and it was a really big deal because we got her an iPhone for the first time mm. and weren't going to do that because uh, I never planned to do that because she doesn't even talk on the phone she won't talk on the phone but then Adam was like she's going to be going more and more to friends houses and um, she's going to be away from us more and more and it would be She's so phone phobic and so shy when she goes to people's houses. Sometimes she's not going to ask a parent if she can use their phone to call us for something, you know. So so we finally decided to do it. And the five C's are super cheap right now. So although. <laughs> a- Go ahead. I was going to say we, we got or we gave Danielle
0: Dean's old phone when he upgraded. Uh, and it was like I had always said I'm not going to get her a phone. I'm not going to get her a phone. I'm not right. going to get her a phone. And then like at her birthday, she was the only one that didn't have one. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, "Oh god!" And she never talks on the phone. She um, FaceTimes for like hours right. at a time with um, her best friend, and she texts Maven and and Sarah right. and everything. Like, like at ten o'clock, I finally take the phone away because Sarah and her will text all night long if I leave the phone <laughs> in her room. So I have to take it away from her so she won't stay up all night texting. But right, it's yeah. not been that big of a deal really, and she really doesn't talk on it ever.
1: Yeah, Maven doesn't talk on the phone. I'll call her sometimes or she can call me. The thing I really like is like if she's at a friend's house or if she's out with my parents, she could call me. Or also she can text me because before with her iPod Touch, she could only text me if she had Wi-Fi. And if she's at a restaurant with and wanting to ask me a question real quick or whatever with my mom, I mean, I guess she could borrow my mom's phone. But what, it's just so much easier and gives her more independence for her to be able to text me um, uh, with her own phone because now we have… Um, she doesn't have to have uh, Wi-Fi for it to work. And, and I shut, like, everything down. She was using up too much data, and so I shut, like, everything. It was mostly Pinterest, that Pinterest app. She was sucking data up on that. <laughs> yeah. So I turned it off, so now it seems to have finally slowed down, luckily. But, um, but yeah, I we weren't going to, and, and the only, there was really two main reasons why we did it. First of all, we initially were going to do it because it was free. 5C was free. But we didn't realize that the one that was free was the smaller one. <laughs> Yeah. Which was half as, half the size um data-wise, data wise data would it like memory wise i guess memory wise yeah. um sixteen gigs was the free one, and we thought that that was what she had as an iPod touch was a sixteen gig no her her iPod touch was a thirty two gig and she was already running out of room on that. Of course, she still has like 4,000 pictures in there. But still, the you know, apps get, are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So you really have to keep getting bigger phones. So we finally went up. And then, of course, it ended up costing us some money, which we didn't want to spend. But by that point, we had already emotionally invested in it. <laughs> so we right, right. were already used to the idea. And her iPod Touch had gotten to the point where it was so laggy and it was causing so many problems. She wanted to throw against a wall half the time. So, anyway, and uh, she bought that herself with her own money, so I figure she she's definitely what three years I think she had that thing, and um she's definitely proven that she can take care of things and she's responsible with it so so anyway, yeah, I swore I'd never buy her a phone for like, till she was, like, 18, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it is, it is nice, it's nice being able to know that I can, I can call her, like, if she goes to the fair with my parents and gets lost, she can call me, <laughs> or she can call them, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing, so, anyway, and she's 14, she's old enough, so, God, there's, like, eight-year-olds with cell phones, I think that's a little ridiculous, but... I know. <laughs> But, I mean, I guess if they have, like, sports or yeah, there things, right, that right. makes sense. It does make sense. It does. It's peace of mind also because we put Find My Friends on there, and plus there's also the Find My iPhone thing. So, we can find her, too. That's the other thing that's cool. You can see where she is. Yes. Yeah. So, I like that, too. So, anyway, let's see. What else? Um, my birthday came and passed as well. It was really nice. My husband took the day off, so that was nice. Um, Maven's birthday party was a gigantic success. <laughs> Fabulous Doctor Who fun was had by all. Uh, Maven made uh, fezzes. <laughs> My brain is not working today. <laughs> I'm like, what is it called? <laughs> it's the plural of fez. Yeah, fezzes. fez eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she made a bunch of fezzes for her friends to wear, and then they made bow ties, and they did um, uh, what do you call that? Fuse bead art, and they did shrinky dinks, and we had music from the show playing, and we had videos from the show playing, and now she's totally into quilling now because she got that as a gift for her party and (laughs) Mm -hmm. so the party was was fabulous so um i wish i could have been there i know that was a bummer because your car yeah I'm, i'm
0: glad danny got to go though that was really important to me so
1: yeah yeah she seemed to have a fun time yes so let's see yeah like i said maven's into quilling now i'll put the link in the show notes about that if you don't know what quilling is it's pretty dang cool it's like that that uh, you've you've heard of quilling before oh
0: yeah definitely
1: little tiny skinny strips of paper that you roll and glue um link in the show notes to show or just google it quilling and um uh she is like doing all kinds of projects that she's thinking might be end up being christmas gifts this year so she's to that um sad and happy at the same time that the charter school enrichment classes came to an end uh, just for this semester. Yeah, just for the semester, but it's always sad when it ends because I do really enjoy going to it, but I'm also happy because it's one less thing we have to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I get to focus on other things for now. And Tieran's drumming came to an end as well, and he had a performance for that, and that was really a big deal. I had to go out and buy him a new shirt and and belt for that because <laughs> he had to dress up like most of the kids that were in the choir were wearing tuxes. Um, so she said, just get him, you know, he doesn't need a jacket, but just get him a, a white, have him wear a white collared um, button up shirt. Or at least a polo shirt or something. And he didn't have anything like that, so I had to go buy it. <laughs> but he was in his glory up there on the stage with hundreds of people in the auditorium. It was a big show. And uh, his they only played one song, but, um, but it was a big deal. So he had a lot of fun. And he didn't miss a note. He did fabulous. Awesome. I can put the link to the video in the show notes, but it's not a very good video. That's it's far away, and you can barely see him. He's all fuzzy.
0: I, I've known Tyrin since you know basically he was born, and I yeah. couldn't figure out which one was him.
1: Yeah, he's if you as you're looking at the video, he's the one all the way to the left. There's a camera guy left of him. And he's right next to the camera guy. Which, of course, he still didn't make it onto the big screen very often. They they didn't switch to a close-up. of, And he was playing the melody, so you would have thought they would have played him more. But I found out there was actually two kids playing the melody. And they were showing the other kid playing the melody more. So I was like, dang it! <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. He still got up there on the – they had like a big old screen. so, And I'm thinking they probably are going to be selling a video, hopefully. So if they do, I'll definitely get a copy of it. But that was really cool and let's see um i've been crocheting like crazy i actually am really into crocheting now funny <laughs> i know i made my first hat Tiran loves it but he wants one that's blue and green so now i gotta make another one but i'm in the middle of making a different kind right now i found a video for like a uh, a slouchy hat that looked really cute so we'll see how it turns out the fa- the i got some of that um variegated yarn that's really pretty pretty like shades of purple and aqua and green it's really pretty so i see how that turns out i am loving it i can't like stop like I'm, as soon as i finished a project i was like okay i gotta go do another one because i really enjoy it it's fun um and then he's tyran is still enjoying his music classes at kidmunity um but that's coming into an end also which i'm glad because i'm ready to just have focus on making and getting uh earning money to uh do Christmas gifts because that's we're going into that season now, and I don't really want to have to keep taking people around to different things. So yeah, so that's coming up. He's got one more class for of um we're not doing it next week because of Thanksgiving, but then the week after that he's got one more practice, and then they're going to have a show. So he'll have a big performance for that, and that's fun because in that one he gets to sing also. Um, so that'll be really cool. He sings, plays his xylophone, plays a guitar. Uh, they might do some percussion too. I'm not sure what they'll have him doing in this. And there's a little dance that they do too, which is really cute. Although I don't know if hes he might be playing music during the dance. I think he was telling me he was sad because the little kids get to do the dance and he wants to do the dance. Oh my. <laughs> But that's a really cute uh, pro- music program he's in. And last but not least, um, our formal homeschooling with the stations has pretty much been put on hold for the last month or so because we had to focus on Halloween birthdays and other projects and classes and all that so I am slowly starting to get back on track with that again and things are Finally got them to do math again yesterday. Wow! <laughs> I was like, "Yay, we're we're getting there." <laughs> and uh, but that's okay because they've been doing all kinds of other things. I mean, when I sat down to write down for our monthly meeting with with our ed coordinator for our homeschool charter, um, I was like, God, "They're still doing a lot of stuff." I mean, all this stuff that they've been doing is, and all the field trips we've gone on. So it's all good. They're still learning. So absolutely, yeah. So we'll get them back on the stations again next next week. I'm actually not going to take next week off because it's Thanksgiving week and we're technically allowed to, but I think we're going to keep going just because yeah, we're not so taking off. it off. Yeah, So off track. Not that I'm not that I'm, I wouldn't say behind it's just off track. Yeah. Cause uh, cause I'm not, I don't, I'm not, you know, the system I'm doing now, you don't really get behind. You just do whatever you're, you know, you pick up where you left off. But, um. but yeah, I feel like I want to get back on track again. So Yeah. We'll start working on that slowly. I'm not going to make it a big deal, but we'll definitely be working next next week. So, Except for Thanksgiving Day, of course. So, I might just work through
0: since I don't celebrate Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, right. That's right. Uh, so, Becky, what
0: have you guys been up to? Well, um, last week we took a great trip with our friend Tiffany and her family to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Oh, right. they had their homeschool days program which is fantastic you can mm-hmm. you um, get into the aquarium for free and they have all the labs set up that we didn't go into the labs this time because <laughs> they were dissecting squid oh <laughs> Tieran loves that he's done that twice <laughs> yeah i feel like both kids have done it already they did and it at th- school too they did it at yeah. school Yeah. Well, no, no, no. That's what I'm talking about. They did it at school. So there's no
1: done it already. Right. So
0: there was really no need to torture myself with the smell um, (laughs) because they've already done it. And um, so I felt it was okay to, to give a pass on that. And it, it turned out that um, we still didn't get to see the entire aquarium um, with the time that we spent because we spent a great deal of time in the jellyfish experience.
1: Oh, uh-huh. um,
0: It was like done up in like the 70s groovy kind of blacklight thing, you know, <laughs> and um, it was really it was super, super, super awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. I love those jellyfish. Yes. But they don't look real. they don't they look like an animation
0: (laughs) this guy had a um when you first came in he had like this glass tube and it had uh baby moon jellies in it and it was like the most amazing thing it had like little tiny microscopic baby moon jellies and then had like ones that were about the size of a quarter in there and um the boys because i i drove john and jack and then uh, tiffany drove the girls so we thought that might cut down on the in-car fighting and actually, it oh, actually, yeah. it worked out super well that way That's awesome. because uh, the ride back was not nearly as nice. And, uh, <laughs> and so I had the boys and, and she didn't get there quite the same time we did. And so we had to wait for her. And the boys were standing there and they were just fascinated by this mm-hmm. thing. And they were asking the guy all sorts of great questions about jellyfish. And it was pretty cool. And John, oh, my gosh, he's the cutest, most adorable thing ever. He asks, I mean, I'm sure if he was my son by this point, I would be like annoyed. But he <laughs> like asked the cutest little questions and stuff and... Aww. Yeah, so we had a great time. Went out to um, dinner at, um, oh, what's that place called? Johnny Rockets. Oh, uh-huh. And the kids had never really been in like a 50s style diner before. <laughs> so that was fun. And um, yeah, so it was a great trip. Um, we've made some changes to our history. Um, we're taking a break from History Odyssey because I mean, literally, we've been doing History Odyssey for the last four years. Oh, yeah. And um, I thought it would be nice to shake things up a little bit, try something different. So we're doing the Traveling Through History with Doctor Who program. Oh, yeah. Um, So far, we've only gotten through the first lesson because we had so much fun with it. I mean, like we spent a great deal of time learning about Pompeii. Oh, yeah, that's a great... So the lesson is based around the episode, The Fires of Pompeii, which if you're a Doctor Who fan, you know about, you know, get get out of Pompeii before Volcano Day. (laughs) And um, then we watched a great video from the BBC where they actually do sort of a recreation of um, Volcano Day. It's called Mm -hmm. Pompeii, The Last Day. Um, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, Just so you know, though, it does show people in distress. Stress and such. And there's a kind of questionable um, scene with um, a gentleman and a slave girl. But um, it really, I didn't feel it was uh, inappropriate. Um, mm-hmm. For my kids, but I would pre-screen it if you have sensitive kids, just because. But what they did is they took like okay, so there was a cast found of an entire family in this room around a woman on a bed, uh, or they 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 found this in the ruins, and so they made a story about that family and recreated it with the oh, the the butler from uh, Downton Abbey.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, Mister. Oh gosh, I forget. Exactly yeah, I can't that. think of Carlson. Name. Yeah, Carlson. Carlson. Carlton. 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 Yeah.
0: Whatever his name is. Yeah. So he was the father and like they, you know, they did a whole story about that. And then there was another uh, body that was found crouched down with his hands over its face with a bag of money in its lap. And they did a whole story about that. And then there was a bracelet of a slave girl that was found in this place and they did a story about her. So it was kind of really cool how they like showed what life was really like in Pompeii. Right, right. Um. Uh, in the day, le- the day leading up to Volcano Day. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome, um, and so we're really enjoying that. I'm looking forward to uh, learning about Queen Victoria and the werewolves next. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, I always make jokes about. I wonder if Prince George like changes into a were- little toddler werewolf during the full moon, because <laughs> you know he's part of that that uh, bloodline. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And we've also made some changes to Danny's math. She was having a little trouble making the jump to pre-algebra with Math Mammoth. And so we're trying out Life of Fred, the pre-algebra book. And so right. far it's going really well. Um, uh, I think we'll make the, we'll try to jump back into Math Mammoth when she finishes this book, but I don't feel like a great need to get straight back to it because basically Math Mammoth has 7, 7A seven and there's no 7B yeah, yet. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no hurry. So once we finish 7a, we don't have anything else to do anyway. So, um,
1: but the Life of Fred is going really well. Yeah, I checked out one of those too. I haven't looked at it yet, but.
0: Yeah, we, um, I believe, I mean, as much as she can enjoy math, she's been enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted to update everyone on um, Amazon Unlimited and Chromecast because I talked about both of those in previous shows and said that I would update you guys on it. Mm -hmm. Amazon Unlimited, I went ahead and let it go. Oh. Um, I was enjoying it for a great deal of time and then um, I found there wasn't enough new books and I was able to get the new books faster through the library. Hmm. And so um, I went ahead and, and canceled it. And But I did enjoy it for that first few months and... Purely on the basis of just the audio books that I got from it, it was worth the money for that first three months. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Danielle has moved on to another series of books that wasn't available on there. And um, there was a couple of other things that that I you know I really wish they had been there, but they weren't. So mm-hmm. I went ahead and let it go. Yeah. And then the Chromecast, I was all excited that I was going to get this Chromecast for my birthday and um, Dean bought it for me about three weeks before my birthday, he bought it for me and um, my big thing was, I. there are some movies that I watch um, on uh, streaming sites that I cannot load on my Roku, there's no way to do it, mm-hmm. so I needed screen mirroring from my laptop to my TV set, that's all I wanted the Chromecast for, mm-hmm. I never could install the app on my laptop. Oh. It kept I kept getting error and I have Chrome. I mean yeah. I I run a Chrome machine and so um it just kept giving me error after error after error after error. So yeah. I never got to see the Chromecast work. Oh no. Yeah. So um my advice if you want to get a Chromecast, make sure that you can install the app on your computer first. Did you take it back? I did, yeah. yeah. And it was fine. They took it. They took it back and and there was no issues with that or anything. I was very disappointed, though. I could get it to install on Dean's computer, but Dean's computer is out in the living room and it would be like, I'd have to go out to the living room, pull up whatever I was going to watch, get it started, turn it on, and then go running back into my room to watch it. It would have been a pain. So, yeah. I know. I was so disappointed. So, not super disappointed in Amazon Unlimited. Just didn't find as much as I needed to have for the $10 a month. Very disappointed in the Chromecast. Yeah, it's a bummer,
1: especially since you have a Chrome Chromebook. Isn't that on your Chromebook? Well,
0: no. This was my. I was trying to install it on my oh. Windows 8 machine. Oh, I see. My Chromebook, the um, the, it still works, but the latch is broken. Or no, the the hinge is broken. So um, while I'm working, it slowly closes. <laughs> or when it's really, uh, sometimes it closes really fast, and it's sort of terrifying. So. <laughs> I have pretty much parked my Chromebook until I can find someone who can fix the hinge for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I can't really go back to Google and be like, the free Chromebook you gave me is broken. Can you fix it? <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> that just sounds ungrateful. <laughs> so, um, inspired by Tina's games, I taught Danny to play Rummy. Oh, right. Uh, I borrowed Milliborn from you. I don't remember Mil-born. it being that difficult. Millboard. Millborn. Okay, Milliborn.
1: <laughs> Whatever. I don't remember. Well, it, I don't know. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, too, because it is French. It is French. To, and I'm French. I don't French. know how to
0: pronounce it. And I took two years of French. I should be able to pronounce these things. Uh, a, Maybe I'm wrong. You're, actually, you're probably right, because there's an E at the end, so you pronounce the last L, Milburn. Anyways, whatever. I don't remember it being that difficult. Like, I was trying to explain it to the kids, and I just couldn't do it. And so,
1: oh, we love Milburn. Oh, my yeah. goodness.
0: I need to, like, sit down with you and Yeah, and we'll
1: just talk have to about do it. it as a group and play it together or something. Yes, but oh, wow.
0: I did teach Danielle to play Rummy, which my brother and I grew up playing that, and we called it 500, but it's the same game. Uh-huh. Um, and we play it both with regular cards. Uh, I have a steampunk pirate deck from Bicycle that I love. <laughs> and we also play it with Rummy Roots, which is a deck of cards that I got with um, Danielle's Moving Beyond the Page uh, curriculum. And it actually, you're playing Rummy, and you are learning Greek and Latin root words. Oh, how funny! So it's the same idea as Rummy. You put the card down, um, and then you have to find a card in your hand that that goes with that root word. So if you oh. if you have if someone put down bio, you could put down ology or aggrfer or whatever.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Wow. And. Yeah,
1: it's kind of neat.
0: And um but we don't keep score in either game because that just seems unfair.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to know a lot more.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, the the root words and the the regular rummy. I mean, my brother and I used to play some cutthroat 500, man. We <laughs> <laughs> we were um very very competitive growing up. So, I that's why I don't play Uno with the kids as much anymore <laughs> because okay. I'm just evil. <laughs> And I can't help it. I try really hard not to be, but it's just like genetics maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um I also celebrated my birthday recently. It's really funny how all of us are like We're in all November. November. Yeah,
1: except for Tieran.
0: Except for Tieran. Well, <laughs> and Jack and Danny, but oh, right, and, But you know,
1: <laughs> my whole family. Your it's, whole family all and All three me. of us, Adam, me, and Maven, and then Tiernan's in July. <laughs> yeah.
0: But um, I had a very low-key birthday because Dean had to work and Danny's sick. So (laughs) um, I was supposed to go to the movies with my friend Angela, whose whose birthday is the day after mine, Um, but I couldn't in any good conscience either see her because she has a a new baby. um, Right, with the cold. With the cold. And I couldn't take Danny with the head cold to Tiffany's house to infect her family while she babysat. (laughs) Low-key birthday, stayed home, Netflix, pirate pants. It was awesome
1: pirate yeah. pants
0: yeah, yeah my pirate pj pants oh I have, I have i'm both. thinking
1: is that a game too <laughs> no
0: no no I, I just um i didn't even bother i didn't come out of my i didn't get out of bed for the whole day really oh, i well, i stayed in good. bed in my pjs and drank coffee and watched netflix and yeah mm-hmm. that was it And read my book i'm reading a, a book right now that i'm very interested in and so i just read my book and watched tv and only came out to like cook for the kids
1: and and, and you don't feed have to feel and, guilty at all
0: no, because yeah. that's what I would have done if Dean was here. So, yeah. <laughs> and um, Danny started guitar lessons. Oh, I was yeah. joking that the kids at the school should um, start a little band. You know, it would be kind of fun to have them have their own little rock band, and they could oh, sing yeah. like, "Sunshine Day." Oh God. <laughs> Don't you think that'd be adorable? All the little homeschool kids up there doing their little. We put them in bell bottoms and have them
1: singing Home uh, that fine day. And do the dance and. Yes, just teach them the dance. It'd be fantastic. Oh boy! And really, that's about it for
0: us. I mean, it's been pretty um, status quo around here, other than all the field trips and everything. And yes. um, we've been having fun going places
1: with your family. And yeah, that's about it. Mm. So now we'd like to give some time to our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects and activities, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. And by Math Mammoth, the math curriculum all the Savvy Homeschool kids are using. Math Mammoth offers affordable, high-quality, mastery-based work texts, and workbooks for grades 1 through 7. Our moms love that it fosters independent learning, since the work texts are nearly self-teaching, requiring very little teacher preparation. Check out free samples and placement tests and learn more at mathmammoth.com. Click buy at Coggy and enter the code SAVVYMOMS to save 25% off your order. This
0: episode also sponsored by Pandia Press, publishers of comprehensive science and history curriculum. We love the hands-on labs incorporated into Real Science Odyssey and the fun projects that we do with History Odyssey. Pandia Press offers a fantastic try before you buy on their website so you can see how the program works for yourself. Visit pandiapress.com for more information.
1: So today we are going to do a replay of our um thanksgiving episode that we did was it a couple years ago that we did this one yeah it's been a couple last year Yeah. yeah um because i actually was thinking that we could come up with a like you know kind of do a little bit more of an expansion on what we talked about before and i just listened to that episode again yesterday and i went this is really good. <laughs> we don't really have anything to add to it. It's a really good episode and we were, we really did our research. So let's just replay it with new ketchup info and new links and stuff. So not new links, but you know, the, the links of the week. So this is the actual content from the uh, episode number 22 that we did back in 2012. Um, so we are just taking out the Thanksgiving info and replaying it here for you once more. So let's we'll call it a throwback. Thanksgiving.
0: Yay! (laughs) Well, now uh, we're going to move into our main topic of the show today, which is homeschooling Thanksgiving in a culturally sensitive way. And the reason that we're going to talk about that today is because I'm sure you guys probably can't tell from the sound of my voice, but I (laughs) am actually Native American. Um, (laughs) My father was from the Turtle Mountain Reservation in North Dakota, and I am Chippewa. And um, a lot of people have asked me about Thanksgiving because I'm having my surgery the day before Thanksgiving. People are all over the place are freaking out about, well, what about Thanksgiving? What are you going to do about Thanksgiving? <laughs> and then their jaws drop to their chest when I tell them I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, uh, many Native Americans choose not to celebrate Thanksgiving. And um, so we wanted to talk about um, some ways that you can celebrate Thanksgiving while still keeping it culturally sensitive to Native Americans. So um, first, we want to start off by letting people know November is American Indian and Alaskan Native Heritage Month, which is means that the entire month of November is set aside for celebrating um, Native Americans and Alaskan Natives. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a good time to start thinking about, you know, what what do your children know about the Native Americans and what can you teach them? Right now um as i said some native americans choose not to celebrate thanksgiving some treat it as a day of mourning um in fact i have participated in days of mourning for thanksgiving um also i i typically do the day of mourning though more for columbus day columbus day is usually right. my day of mourning thanksgiving is usually a non-entity in my in my life i don't care about it one uh-huh. way or the other but um well, other Native Americans choose not to celebrate Thanksgiving because they see it uh, as being directly in contrast to their personal beliefs. Because in Native American culture, you give thanks and gratitude every day for what you're shown, right. for what you're given. You, you, when you um, take something, when you kill an animal, when you take something from a plant to eat, you say thank you. And you, you show gratitude right there at that moment. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't save it all up for one special day of the year. <laughs> So you had something from History of Us that you wanted under- to yes,
1: Yes, we have um, in the past dived into History of Us. I know I mentioned it in the past. So she mentioned in History of Us book two, which is by Joy Hakim, um, which is called the Making 13 Colonies. It's from 1600 to 1740. And she says in it, the story that the first American Thanksgiving was held at Plymouth Colony is a real turkey. <laughs> I love that. I know. <laughs> she's she's quite humorous. She has a lot of little parts in her books like that. Um, and then she goes on and she talks uh, at length about different Thanksgiving celebrations that were held before and after the, the infamous 1621 episode that we all celebrate on thanksgiving then she goes on to say now to give the pilgrims their due they did eat a big meal and one of them edward winslow wrote six sentences about it (laughs) none of the other claimants (laughs) can say that (laughs) so as far as historical fact of what happened during that actual event that is you know supposedly being celebrated every thanksgiving um six sentences were written about it <laughs> so i thought that was kind of cool and then she also mentions that the first native uh, the first national thanksgiving was actually proclaimed by george washington in 1789 but thanksgiving was not celebrated officially again until abraham lincoln who was urged on by a magazine editor sarah j hale decreed a national holiday in 1863
0: So, that's like 200 years after the first um, Thanksgiving with the pilgrims, she says, with quote marks around it, and the Wampanoag (laughs) tribe. And by that point, I'm sure it had all become some sort of a rosy memory, you know. Um, One of the things that we wanted to read to you guys was from the oyati.org website. Um, They have a great article there that we're going to put in the show notes called Deconstructing the Myths of the First Thanksgiving. And so we wanted to just hit the highlights, I think, of the top three myths that are out there about Thanksgiving, and actually about the first Thanksgiving. Okay? So I'm going to go ahead and read the first one. The first one was the myth that the pilgrims found corn. Okay? (laughs) Okay. In fact, just a few days after landing, a party of about 16 settlers led by Captain Miles Standish followed a new set trail and came upon an iron kettle and a cache of Indian corn buried in the sand. They made off with the corn which means they stole it (laughs) and returned. They returned a few days later with reinforcements. This larger group found with quote marks, a larger store of corn about 10 bushels worth and took it. They also found with quote marks (laughs) several graves and according to Mort Mort's relation brought sundry of the prettiest things away from a child's grave and then covered up the corpse. Let me tell you what that means in English. Mm -hmm. In English, that means they found a child's grave, dug it up, took the pretty things out of it that their family had buried with them and then reburied the corpse. So not only did they steal the corn, but they were grave robbing as well. They also found two Indian dwellings and some of the best things they took away with with us. That was in quotes as well. So they also found some places where the Native Americans were living and stole things from them there as well. There's no record that restitution was ever made for the stolen corn. And the Wampanoag did not soon forget the colonists' ransacking of the Indian graves.
1: Right. Do you want me to do the next one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay a lot of reading for you, huh? It is. That's a ton. <laughs> okay, so another myth that we wanted to mention was... Um that Samoset appeared out of nowhere and, along with Squanto, became friends with the Pilgrims. Squanto helped the Pilgrims survive and joined them at, quote-unquote, the first Thanksgiving. So that's a myth, and the fact is that Samoset, an eastern Abenaki chief, was the first to contact the Plymouth colonists. He was investigating the settlement to gather information and report to Massasoit, the head sachem in the Wampanoag territory. In his hand, Samoset carried two arrows, one blunt and one pointed. The question to the settlers was, are you friend or foe? Samoset brought Tisquantum, one of the few survivors of the original Wampanoag village of Pawtuxet to meet the English and keep an eye on them. Tisquantum had been taken captive by English captains several years earlier and both he and Samoset spoke English. Tisquantum agreed to live among the colonists and serve as a translator. Massasoit also sent Habamock, Habamock, oh boy, I'm Massasoit. I think that so. <laughs> Habamock, I think, um, and his family to live near the colony to keep an eye on the settlement and also to watch Tisquantum, whom Massasoit did not trust. So there wasn't a friendship going on here. This was keeping an eye on these strange white people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who had already ransacked their graves and their homes. The Wampanoag oral tradition says that Massasoit ordered Tisquantum killed after he tried to stir up the English against the Wampanoag. Massasoit himself lost face after his years of dealing with the English only led to warfare and land grabs. Tisquantum is viewed by Wampanoag people as a traitor for his scheming against other native people for his own gain. Massasoit is viewed as a wise and generous leader whose affection for the English may have led him to be too tolerant of their ways. Yes. Oh. I
0: did want to mention we didn't read um, one of the myths. The reason we keep saying pilgrims with quote marks around it is that the Plymouth settlers never called themselves pilgrims. Right. Okay. A pilgrim is someone who travels for religious reasons, such as Muslims who make the pilgrimage to Mecca. But the people who lived at, at Plymouth called themselves saints or separatists. Right. They never referred to themselves as pilgrims. So when we say pilgrim with quote marks, that's what we're talking about. Right. Okay. And the last um, myth that we wanted to talk about, there's a lot more on this page that you might want to look at, but the last one we want to talk about is that the pilgrims invited the Indians to celebrate the first Thanksgiving. It's a myth. In fact, according to oral accounts from the Wampanoag people, when the native people nearby first heard the gunshots of hunting colonists, they thought the colonists were preparing for war. And Massasoit, needed to be informed so when massasoit showed up with his 90 men no women or children it was assumed that he was being cautious when he saw that there was a party going on his men then went out and brought back five deer and lots of turkeys in addition the wampanoag and the english settlers were long familiar with harvest celebrations long before the europeans set foot on the shores native american people i'm sorry native peoples gave thanks every day for the gifts of life and held thanksgiving celebrations and giveaways at a certain time of the year The Europeans also had days of thanksgiving marked by religious service, so the coming together of two peoples to share food and company was not an entirely foreign thing for either. But the visit that by all accounts lasted three days was most likely one of a series of political meetings to discuss and secure a military alliance. Neither side totally trusted the other. The Europeans considered the Wampanoag soulless heathens and instruments of the devil, and the Wampanoag had seen the Europeans steal their seed corn and rob their graves, in any event, neither the Wampanoag nor the Europeans referred to them this feast or
1: meeting as Thanksgiving. Right. And the 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 way that this is laid out, it seems like there wasn't much of a friendship either.
0: No, I, I don't think it was a bunch of friends getting together. I think it right. was more like, you guys sit on that side of the table and we'll sit on this side of the table. And- yeah. <laughs> Let's figure out a way that we can all work together and, you know, not I don't
1: see how you can be friends with somebody that you consider less than human, which is how the Europeans viewed the natives. Exactly. We picked out a few books that um, show a
0: more historically accurate view of Thanksgiving if you're interested in sharing them. You want to go ahead since you're the one that knows (laughs) more (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: I put some books on here that I've actually read. One I actually own. It's called Squanto's Journey, the Story of the First Thanksgiving, and I'm not sure how how accurate it is because I'm not 100% sure of every, you know, detail of the story. Um, but it's told from the perspective of Squanto. And they actually, it's a it's a beautiful picture book um, with um, paintings. It looks like it's made with paintings. Um, and it goes through and it even talks about how Squanto was kidnapped and taken to um, England and brought, when he came back, his entire tribe, was completely decimated by disease and and probably killed as well, I would imagine. But they mostly talked about, um, in the stuff that I've read, that it was mostly disease that had wiped out pretty much his entire tribe. His wife, his children, and his family was completely gone when he came back. And, uh, and the reason he spoke English was because he was kidnapped and sent into slavery over in England, which a lot of people don't realize was actually quite common. Yes. Then and actually, there was hundreds of natives. I believe. I think you were mentioning something about this earlier.
0: Yes, they 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 would um, capture Native Americans and sell them as slaves for I think it was two hundred and twenty pounds or something like that. You could buy yourself a Native American slave.
1: Yeah, and so there was a lot of natives living over in in England at the time because <laughs> not by their choice. No. So um, anyway, so this is from the perspective of Squanto, and I highly recommend it. It's a really cute book and. Um, it does in the end kind of have it more in you know i'm i'm a little unhappy with the the way that they end it as far as the, the the actual sit down of the meal kind of thing they make it kind of prettified as far as you know friends friends sitting down and eating and so that part you know when um i share this with my children uh, the next i don't remember whether or not I said this the last time I read this to them, but I definitely this next time when I read it to them, I will be pointing out to them a little bit more of the historical accuracies that they probably weren't actually friends, but, um, (laughs) but it's really, I think it's really well done. Like the whole first half of the book is all Squanto's story, like him, you know, being taken and, and all that. So I I like this book a lot. Um, and then another, uh, there's three more books that I wanted to mention that we read last year. Maven and I read this last year, um, when I was doing this time period with her and I read first, I read the book called Weetamoo heart of the Pocossets. And that is a historical fiction. It's part of the Royal Diaries series. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's about Weetamoo who was a, um, well, this story actually is completely fiction, but it's based on an actual historical person. She was part of the Wampanoag tribe. Yes. And it's been a while since I've read it, so I don't remember the exact details right now. But anyway, this is what her childhood could have possibly been like. But anyway, it's it's well written. It gives you the perspective of the natives and it was really fa- what was really fascinating to me was that next we read Um, A Journey to the New World, The Diary of Remembrance, Patience Whipple, which is the perspective of a girl about the same age who was one of the quote-unquote pilgrims, came over on the Mayflower. And I believe she's also a historical person. I'd have to look into it for sure, but I I believe she was an actual person who existed as well. Hmm. So we went from reading about the perspective of uh, a native at the time and, um, and what they thought of what was going on with all these white people all over their land Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the perspective of a "Quote unquote pilgrim, <laughs> a saint, and they do talk about it being there were saints and strangers on the on the Mayflower, and oh my gosh, it's really fa- what's really fascinating about this. If you want to get into historical accuracy, was talking about how much the vomiting was involved in the trip, <laughs> and how stinky the trip was. I mean, they really go into it in this book, <laughs> and wow. it really makes you feel for these people, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, you know, especially the children who had no choice, <laughs> you know. So um, in fact, they called them puke. Stars stockings. The um, the, uh, um, the sailors on the ship called them puke stockings, called, called the saints um, puke stockings. Oh Lovely my hunt. goodness. Yes, isn't that nice? Yes. Um, so it was really neat to be able to compare the two. And then right after that, I ended up reading um, to her Journal of Jasper Jonathan Pierce, a pilgrim boy. And it's the same thing, a pilgrim boy coming over on the Mayflower. I don't believe that he's an actual historical person, but I believe the person that he was a... Um, indentured servant Uh um, that came over with a with a family and so they talk a lot about the same historical people on in that book and then you get to hear from um, a servant's perspective what it was like on the ship so it's kind of cool to compare with the native because when they get interactions with the natives you can kind of see where they're both coming from so Mm -hmm. and how like drastically different the views were and some of the misunderstandings and stuff from those people's perspective so it was really fascinating now they don't specifically I don't recall them specifically talking about the actual Thanksgiving meal, but it's all that same time period. And that's those people. So okay. it's very relevant, I think, in that sense. So those are the books that I wanted to recommend. And then you had some some good links to book lists. Yes. Well, I first wanted to go back and say uh, Widamu was married to Wamsetta. Oh, thank you. Yes. And that was one of her
0: five husbands. Oh, my. She had five over the course of her life. And unfortunately, oh, wow. she was killed by the English and um, not in a very nice way either. Mm. Glad that they didn't include that in your daughter's book.
1: No, no. It only goes up through the, before she even gets married. She's, and, she's like a teenager.
0: And Patience Wimple was not a real person.
1: Oh, she wasn't. Okay. No, but Wimple, they,
0: they wrote but, yeah. it in such a manner to make it sound right. like like she was a real person. But
1: some of the characters in the book are some of the main people from that, that um, ship, from yes. the people that came over on the Mayflower. I know that.
0: So I just wanted to clear those two cool. little things up really Thank quickly. You. Um, I have two websites that I am going to add to the um, – or two links that I'm going to add to the show notes. Um, the first one is also from the um, IOTE um, website that we had found, and they have recommended books for reading about Thanksgiving. And these are written from, um, by Native American authors. Um, and they are uh, most of them it looks like are from grades four to six right around that area Um, and so they are written about thanksgiving from the native american perspective
1: Right. oh and and i can vouch for 1621 that's the only one on that list that i've read but it's a really good book yeah
0: i've been reading a lot about that book and i actually think i need to pick it up like they have it
1: at our local library you should i highly recommend it and it's actually like a photo it's like a picture book with it's recreation by the
0: national geographic
1: yeah, it's actually photos from the Plymouth Plantation in, um, or the the Wampanoag, tr- they have like a little Wampanoag colony, what do you call it, like a, um, like a it's not a city, it's like a, whatever
0: a tri- uh, Now you made me forget what it's called.
1: <laughs> What's it called? You've got
0: to stop doing that to me. It's not
1: a town or a city or a colony, what is it?
0: From, the- from the tribe, where the tribe lived, how's that? Yeah, Let's where, the, where the people lived.
1: Way. Exactly. <laughs> um, outside of Plymouth Plantation. And in this there. book, they don't the call East
0: themselves pigri- pilgrims. Yay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the the 1621. Um, and that book is actually in the list that I'm going to post. It's in the children's book review um, that has um, more books that are more culturally sensitive about Thanksgiving than some of the other ones you're going to find. Not all of them are. There's one the night before Thanksgiving that I'm a little bit iffy about. Mm-hmm. But um, there are some good ones on that list as well. And um, we're also, we have some websites that we want to share with you um, on um, about.com. They have a, an article called Thanksgiving Celebration, a day of celebration, a day of celebration, Um, Or mourning for Native Americans. And it talks about the reasons why some Native Americans choose to and some choose not to celebrate Thanksgiving. In fact, there was a group that um, asked for a national day of mourning starting in 1970 to be held on Thanksgiving. And so it talks about them a little bit. And it talks about, you know, why some people choose to and choose not to celebrate Thanksgiving. And Tina, you had one. Um, from your oh, website.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's my website. I actually did. Um, I'm not even sure where, Oh, I know I, t- I wrote it actually in the blog entry. <laughs> I, um, I was actually reading an article and, um, and it ended up making, it inspired this whole blog post. So I put the link in the notes and, um, I titled it beware of false history textbooks. Um, and you can just read, I'm not going to sit here and read it cause you can go read it, <laughs> but it's on my website and the link will be in the show notes. Um, and uh it has a list of books it's by a man called james lowen and um i actually contacted him and asked him if he had like a master list of appropriate books um this is not specific to thanksgiving but just history in general being accurate um and uh and he said um he i put the quote on here that he said that there's a list in the back of each of his books so you got to go get his books (laughs) but anyway those are those are some books that i would recommend if you're concerned about historical accuracy that there's a lot of um sanitizing of history that has happened in our uh, children's textbooks and so it's it's tricky to figure out stuff that's actually been accurately written Mm -hmm. so there's there's a there's some information in there and some links to um, some different ideas on that okay
0: and next we'd like to share some excerpts with you from um, a website called understanding prejudice and it's a letter to parents about thanksgiving that they have put up for school teachers who would like to be able to discuss the holiday with their students without um, having to worry about all of the you know, stuff that everyone associates with Thanksgiving. And so we just wanted to read a couple of sections out of this for you. Okay. Um, As you may know, many Native American images found on Thanksgiving cards, decorations, and school materials are very stereotypic. They are often based on a composite view of Native Americans rather than on accurate and diverse Native American lifestyles and traditions. As a consequence, Thanksgiving imagery serves to teach and reinforce children's misinformation and stereotypic thinking about Native Americans and laying a foundation for later prejudice.
1: Moreover, the story of Thanksgiving is usually told from only one side, that of European pilgrims who came to America. Rarely is it told from the perspective of the people who are already here. As a result, the role played by Native Americans in helping the pilgrims to survive is often downplayed or ignored. To many Native Americans today, Thanksgiving is a day of mourning because it is a reminder that that in return for their help, they were repaid with the loss of their land and destruction of their people.
0: What then do we propose to do? We do not advocate the elimination of Thanksgiving from curriculum. Instead, we strive to help children understand that Thanksgiving means different things to different people. We will explain that some families celebrate Thanksgiving and others do not, and we will explain why in language appropriate for children. We will also discuss how Thanksgiving cards and decorations sometimes misrepresent Native Americans and lead them to feel hurt or offended.
1: If your family is not Native American and you're not sure what your child or children think about Native Americans, this Thanksgiving may be a good time to find out. You might ask questions such as, what do you know about Native Americans? Would you like to have a Native American friend? Where do Native Americans live today? Um, And then quotes, I mean, in parentheses, they put, most live off reservations. Um, Can Native Americans vote in U.S. elections? And in quote, uh, I keep saying quotes, in parentheses, (laughs) they wrote... um, Yes, they are citizens.
0: Okay, so the reason why we wanted to talk about this was not to you know, stop people from celebrating Thanksgiving or anything like that. I had an advantage when I was growing up. I grew up in a school district that um, had a Native American education program. And so I grew up in a school district that not only valued Native Americans, but taught Native American history and those sorts of things. But a lot of places don't teach accurate Native American history. They lump all Native Americans together, which is just ridiculous. That's like saying, I'm from England, so I know everything about all of the Europeans. You know, it doesn't work that way. There was no unified Native American people. All of the different Native American tribes had their own language, their own customs and everything. And so um, a lot of children don't get access to, you know, the whole concept of of what a Native American was and what a Native American still is to this day. And so um, we wanted to point out some places where you might be able to get that information when it is the most appropriate for you to have it, which is Thanksgiving, which is really about the only time I think most people think about Native Americans Mm -hmm. is Thanksgiving time. So we're not saying that your family shouldn't celebrate Thanksgiving, but... What we are saying is maybe consider making the primary focus of your celebration, giving thanks and family togetherness. You know, leave out the cheesy headdresses and the pilgrim hats and all of those things that are stereotypically associated with Thanksgiving. And learn and teach the truth of the past to your children so that they can pass the truth on to their children so that we can get rid of these types of stereotypes that are out there. And we can stop passing on misinformation about what what actually happened at the first Thanksgiving.
1: Right exactly
0: so we hope you enjoyed our throwback thanksgiving um (laughs) we were really proud of the work we had done on that episode and just felt like it would be a good idea to share it with you guys again
1: yeah i think we did a good job on that so let us know what you think though in the comments because you know we can't just toot our own horn here (laughs) i mean we
0: can but we like it better
1: when other people do it of course
0: (laughs) (laughs) so tina what have you guys been reading
1: Well, the kids actually haven't really been reading anything to themselves, um, and I've been okay with that because we've been so busy. So I can't really say anything that they've been reading, but I have been reading to them because I still do bedtime stories every single night. Um, Let's see, we finished The Boy of the Painted Cave, which I talked about last episode by Justin Denzel, um, which was a really good book about a prehistoric boy. And then we read Who Was Amelia Earhart? Actually, I don't think I read that at bedtime. I think I read that during the day to them. Anyway, Who Was Amelia Earhart <laughs> by Kate Boehm-Jerome? Boehm-Jerome? I don't know how you say your name. But anyway, that's in the show notes as well. Um, really good book. Really quick, quick read um, about Amelia Earhart. And I actually went to school, side note, with um, some of her, I think that they're like great niece and nephews or something like that. They're they're actually Earhart's. I went to school in high school with um, some Earhart's so um, that was kind of interesting reading about her um, and then we started the Harry Potter series and we read book one the, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone which everybody knows is by J.K. Rowling of course really? <laughs> yeah. and if you don't you're living under a rock <laughs> <laughs> Um, loved it, of course. And then we watched the movie. I actually, let them watch the movie. I had to close her eyes for that. I had Tyrion close his eyes for the uh the the Voldemort on the back of the head thing at the end. because <laughs> oh, that like, would give him nightmares. <laughs> Role in the dungeon. What part was scary? I don't no, know. it was just the creepy face on the back of the head. I always I thought that I've always thought that was pretty creepy. And knowing my son, who's very prone to nightmares right now, um, yeah, I had I was like, Cl- close your eyes. I'll tell you when it's over. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but uh, other than that the rest of it was fine and um, then I had to wait for my mom to get the second because my mom owns the books and so she loans them to me in between while I was waiting for the second book to come in I picked up a book that we have on our shelf called Torchlight by Carol Otis Hurst which is a I think that would be a historical fiction as well Um, time period around the Civil War I was trying to go with the Civil War theme since we had just gone to the that um, reenactment and um, actually there's nothing in there about the civil war. It's just um, just before the civil war though. So it's the same time period. <laughs> <laughs> and this was really interesting because it was about the prejudice between the um, Protestants and the Catholics in a, in an American town with a, Well, it was the Irish who were the Catholics and um, I'm not sure, I guess the, the, the Protestants were whatever, culture probably other european cultures i don't know um but it was an american town um just before the civil war and really fascinating learning about how um they treated how they were the the irish were really badly treated they came in to, to work on the railroads i think and then they stayed to work on something else i can't remember right now um read a couple books since then and um just oh it's just horrific and i'm reading it to my kids and they didn't go into like horrific violence or anything like that, which I'm sure happened as well. This is a kid's book, so they didn't go into that. But um but it was just hearing the words that were being used against these people as we're reading it was really eye opening, I think, for the kids to see that this kind of stuff has happened in the past and unfortunately it probably still happens in some places. But, um, so that was a really good book. I really recommend it. It was a really quick read and it's historical. So you feel like you're learning something too. So that was kind of cool. Um, and a, a good conversation starter too. Um, let's see. And then we started and we're almost done now with Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And, uh, I'm not sure yet if we're going to keep going. Cause I feel like I'm not sure which book it is where it starts to get more scary. I'm going to have to look at three again. I haven't looked at it in so long. Um, because Tyrion is so prone to nightmares right now and I don't want to freak him out. So mm-hmm. so we'll see whether or not we continue or not. I want him to hear the whole series. I'm just not sure. He might have to wait a couple of years. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and then me, I actually have actually made it through a couple of books, believe it or not. <laughs> I did finally finish The Fellowship of the Ring. These are all, I'm listening to audio books because I don't have time to sit down and read. But <laughs> mm-hmm. um, So I finally finished The Fellowship of the Ring. Didn't really care for it. <laughs> There was a lot of it that I liked, but it just feel like there was just such a so much long, dull stuff in between that I just decided I'm not picking up the next book because I think I'd just be equally as frustrated with it. But I'm glad I I listened to it because now I can say that I actually have read The Lord of the Rings (laughs) or The (laughs) Fellowship of the Ring. Um, So anyway, Tolkien, I guess, is just not my thing. I've read The Hobbit and this one and... Yeah, not my thing. So moving on, I actually went to the library's um, app to find an audiobook so I could uh, get some immediate satisfaction with a new book. <laughs> and I found this book called Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore. Have you heard of this book? Only from you. <laughs> it's so cool. It's actually a really good, I mean, it's not like, wow, that was an outstanding book, but it was really like quirky and unique and interesting and pretty quick pretty quick listen to. um so anyway that's I recommend that book that was really cute it's, it is an adult book it's not for kids <laughs> there is some <laughs> language in it and there's some some other themes that are not for kids but um so anyway that was a good book I listened to that and then Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman which I loved <laughs> that was and you really listened good. to the wrong one and you still loved oh, it I still loved it yeah well I like Neil Gaiman he does some good stuff and some of his stuff is this was pretty weird but I liked it the, the last Neil game, and then I listened to I liked as well, but it was really weird. So the the Ocean at the End of the Street or Lane. Ocean or something. at the End of the Lane. Yeah, yeah I have a copy of that, that one. is. We- I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I liked it, but that was so weird. This one was weird to a level that was more acceptable to me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked this one. I really did. So. That's what I've been listening to, and my kids have not been listening or reading anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I got nothing else to share. What have you guys been reading? Let's see. Together, we're reading Flight by Angie C. Oh, yay. Is that book two or three? Book two. Two, yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
0: They're big books and we only read they a are. chapter or two um, at the beginning of the day when we start school. So um, it's taking us a while. I've been rechecking it out of the library and now I'm oh, going to yeah. have to actually go in and go, can I please check it out again? Because the, <laughs> yep. the, the system won't let me check it out any more times. Right, right. <laughs> but they're always nice about it over yeah, there. Yeah, they are. In fact, one time the um, I went to return the first book and it, someone had a hold on it, but there was the book was on the shelf. So I just went and got the one off the shelf and oh, checked there you that. go. So
1: there's that. Yeah, those are good, huh?
0: Yes, yes they are. And um Danny has been reading um Matched by Ali Condy, which is the first book of a trilogy, a dystopian future. I'm kind of getting her interested in that whole dystopian future <laughs> thing because that's kind of what I'm really into. And um she read Etiquette and Espionage by Gail Carriger Carriger Um, you would think I would know how to pronounce her name since I have some of her books autographed, but, um, I, they were gifts from friends as opposed to me actually getting to meet her. So, um, that's part (laughs) of her, um, finishing school series about, uh, it's really an excellent series about, young girls in Victorian times who are having a hard time fitting in in their school so they're invited to come to this finishing school where their parents think that they're learning how to be proper young ladies but in reality they're learning how to be spies. <laughs>
1: cool. Yes
0: yes it's really cool and then she read The Silent Stranger by Janet Shaw which is part, uh, an American Girl mystery and um, I got her some more of them and she said no no I was only interested in that one because it had Kaya in it. 'Cause that's her favorite American girl. Oh. Okay. And uh so 'cause she her grandmother got her the, the Kaya doll and got her a book that went with it and she really liked it. So then she saw Kaya on the cover of this book so ah. she was like checked it. And then I got her a couple more. She's like, Nope, not gonna read those. So <laughs> I think currently she's reading um book two in the Etiquette and Espionage, which is Curtis and Oh, what is it? Curtis and something. I'll look it up while I'm talking. And um, I listen to... Uh, oh, Jack has not been reading um, a whole lot lately. Um, he's um, been working on So You Want to Be a Jedi and mm-hmm. only worrying, reading a couple of pages a day so that he doesn't get worn out with it because it's like a big, like full-page text now. Ah. Yeah. Curtis uh, and Conspiracies is book two. Ah. Yes. <laughs> and so um, I listened to Stormfront by Jim Butcher, which is the first book in the Dresden series. Um, it's read by uh, Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I
1: love him.
0: But he uses his actual, um, you know, American, American accent. accent. Boring. Yes. No, it's <laughs> actually, it's really good because you can still kind of hear Spike in there. Yeah. Um, uh, and I read Lock-In by John Sclazy. Sclazy? Not quite sure how you pronounce that either. Um, it's kind of a, it's, yeah, it was interesting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, it just wasn't my favorite by him. I've read better books by him. And um, I started to read Prince Lestat by um, Anne Rice. And I realized um, after the third or fourth chapter that it's been too long since I had read the other books and I couldn't remember who anybody was.
1: Oh, right. And
0: so I backed up. I, I, I kind of went through like the synopsis of all the books mm-hmm. on Wikipedia. And then I backed up to the book that like I didn't know it by heart yet. You know what I mean? Oh, like, right. yeah. like interview with the vampire like I know it by heart. Like there's no reason to reread that. Oh, yeah. So I backed up to Memnoch the Devil um by Anne Rice and um that was the book I was reading on my birthday that I didn't want to get out of bed because I was having such a good time with it and in between I read some of those terrible romance novels that I sometimes like to read but don't like to <laughs> mention the titles about the show because <laughs> I don't want you guys to think that I only read three books in the last month because I've read quite a bit more than that it's just uh, not stuff that I feel is necessary to share with the class <laughs> and if any of the, you guys out there read like really good supernatural romance drop me a note in the in the um the um messages because i would really like to know what you guys read because
1: supernatural romance is that yeah like dance
0: yeah like well no no there's no ghosts (laughs) in the ones i read there's werewolves and vampires and um and there's um atlantean gods and um yeah all sorts of really
1: like sci-fi fantasy
0: kind of yeah yeah, there's everything in romance these days. You can literally find any any genre that, you know, zombies, like... <laughs> zombies, zombies <of> sure, in love. <laughs> I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. I haven't read any of those personally, but I tend to stick with like the vampires and the werewolves and the yeah. atlant. I'm really into the the series with the Atlantean gods right now. Well, there's Atlantean and Egyptian and Greek gods all in it. And, um, <laughs> and they're all like in modern day times. It's really kind of awesome. So, but if you guys read any really good ones, drop me a note because I'd like to know what you read because that's how I found these was a, a friend of mine was like have you read this series and I'm like no and and she didn't tell me it was a romance novel and she gave me the first one and I was reading through it and I got to the part where it was like oh this is a romance novel <laughs> but I was already invested in the story so I was like all right I can handle a few pages of you know bodice ripping is what I call it <laughs> I can handle a few Even pages
1: of <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes exactly I, you know uh, uh, her dewy skin that kind of thing <laughs> Ah, Uh, I normally don't like that kind of stuff but if I'm invested in the story then it's okay that that kind of stuff is in there and that's kind of what happened and then that series led to another series which led to another series so (laughs) that's how it happens right (laughs) yeah Speaking of books, if you're planning on purchasing any of the books we just mentioned from Amazon or Audible, please consider clicking through our affiliate links in the sidebar of our website at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. We have links to Amazon, Audible, Discount School Supply, Quick Click, and more. It won't cost you
1: anything, and it helps support the show. Yep. Yay! <laughs> so, Tina, tell us about your link of the week. So, I have... Uh link that we have actually talked about on this show before, but I thought it was good enough and this time of the year is appropriate that we would bring it up again. So the link that I want to share is Oyate.org and it is a Native American organization that is working to see, it says, well, I'll read off the site. It's working to see that our lives and histories are portrayed with honesty and integrity and that all people know that our stories belong to us. And um, they have the thing that I like the best about the site. I mean, there's a lot of interesting information on here. Um, but the thing I really like is a resources page and they have books to avoid, how to tell the difference. And I go usually go straight to the Thanksgiving page. And I actually and if you go to the Thanksgiving page, it'll uh, a lot of the information that was in our uh, Thanksgiving episode that you just listened to um, is read from this page. And then if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, there is a list of books here it is recommended books about thanksgiving and there's not very many um actually there's more than last time though that i went here one two three four five six seven books that they recommend about thanksgiving so really check uh read what they have to say in this section um because it'll help you to um, screen any Thanksgiving books you may be wanting to share with your kids if you're really wanting to try to be culturally sensitive and accurate. Uh, right. This is a really good site to go to to learn what you need to know about that. And this is from a Native perspective, so these people know what they're talking about because they're talking about their own culture. So um, I actually just went to this list. They actually have another list here that I hadn't noticed the last time I was here that's called Primary Sources from a Col- Colonial, Colonialist Perspective. And there's only about five here. Um, and I went through this whole list and I went to our library website and ordered every single one that they had. And I think there was only like two that they didn't have. So those should be coming in pretty soon for me. So I want to read these to my kids next week.
0: And if you live in Fresno, Tina's the reason why you can't get any of those books.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And there's only like a couple of copies of some of them. So, But the 1621 is the one that I actually have read before. And it's really good. I talked about it in, I, also in that Thanksgiving episode so that you just listened to (laughs) and um it is really good with photos from the actual Plymouth plantation so um not the you know the current Plymouth plantation (laughs) makes it sound like they went back in time so anyway it's a good site I recommend it and that's my link what's your link
0: well keeping in the as I've mentioned probably in the Thanksgiving episode I don't celebrate Thanksgiving (laughs) Yep, (laughs) I probably mentioned it more than once actually yes (laughs) Yes, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving and so I my um, link of the week is physicscentral.com. At physicscentral.com you can learn all about physics, which is basically learning how the world works, right? Because everything is physics. And um, what's really awesome is if you go to the first page and you scroll down about halfway, there's a woman with um, really, really large black hair and it says Physics Quest. And if you click on that, you can order a physics kit that will be delivered in January and it will help you uh, join in the celebration of the International Year of Light, and I found out they actually have been doing this for quite a while that you can get the physics kit to go along with whatever their theme for the year is. And you can look back at past ones that they had. And I like the cover. They, it's like a comic book sort of style. And they have Nikola Tesla and the electric Fair because everyone knows how much I love Nikola Tesla. <laughs> and um, there's all sorts of great stuff on here about learning about physics and um, doing experiments and what's you know new and upcoming in physics. So if you have any interest in physics, at all, um, you might want to check it out. Um, oh, this, the picture just changed to a really cool picture that the Mars Curiosity rover took. I Great. love Curiosity. I love Curiosity. <laughs> um, so check that out. PhysicsCentral.com.
1: Cool. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I'm going to put in the show notes two other links. They were not my link of the week, but I thought it was appropriate to stick them with the Oyate.org. Um, I found some really cool. Um, articles recently that I posted on my Homeschool Realm Facebook page um, that I wanted to include in the show notes so more people would um, would check it out um, about Native uh, like revolving around the idea of Thanksgiving and a Native perspective and they're really really good articles so I'll put those in the show notes as well awesome so I think that pretty much covers it I think so Yeah. so if you like our show please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us for links to resources
0: shared in this episode and a few notes on all of our shows you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com and you can find the notes specific to this episode at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com
1: forward slash 49 and while you're on our site you can drop us a note or a voicemail and let us know if you have any ideas for show topics or guests or supernatural romance novels (laughs) (laughs) goodbye everyone have a great week and come back and
0: take a break with us again next time goodbye bye What's the time code this week to we'll skip to the end of our chit chat? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing, Jack.
1: Right in the middle of our moment of silence. <laughs> Fabulous Doctor Who fun was had by Hall. By Hall? By Hall? I, <laughs> I don't know who Hall is, but he had a good time. And let's see. Last but last... Bit. <laughs> <laughs> actually hopefully in the next episode I'll be able to say something that they've been reading reading oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk today Empire,
0: Empire with the Empire um, interview with the Vampire <laughs> Empire of the Vampire Amazon or Audible please consider linking clicking through our affiliate links on the sidebar <laughs> do it again I'm gonna get this I really will What's the link of the week that you want to share with us? I didn't like that. <laughs> if awesome.
1: <you'll>... Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>